Step Outside podcast, listening up to Paul Bird here. Hope you're keeping well. If you saw the recent episode of Step Outside, we're out there targeting squid, cephalopods. And I thought, you know what? This bloke that I'm talking to tonight knows more about these particular creatures than anyone else that I know, and he's probably caught more than anyone else as well. Clint Ansel from Gold Coast River Charters. Good evening to you, mate. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, Betty. And you, yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all, thank you. We are in our cooler months of the year. Uh, State of origin has been won by Queensland. Uh, COVID's on the return. Uh, You know, influenza's going strife, but the squid, I think, is barreling above all of those. Cutting their weight, mate. What are you thinking? Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, I saw your recipe on Instagram. I thought, gee, I've got to try that. It looks delicious. The squid nodo. Mate, I'll tell you what, they were absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I don't think, mate, you know, we just... uh, Little light batter mix into the fryer, out they come. Squeeze a little bit of uh, chili over them, some lime. I mean, man, it goes, oh. yeah, they went off. You like a bit of heat too, don't you? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it at all. That sounds sensational. I've got to try that, yeah. Mate, I'll tell you what, it's absolutely gorgeous. Hey, mate, um, now on your boat, Gold Coast River Charters, you take out a lot of celebrities. You take out a lot of footballers in particular. Uh, state of origin, uh, tell me, Big Tino. He's on your boat every now and then. So how did you uh, rate him on the game the other night? Big Tino, yeah, that was just priceless to watch. I thought I just love how those two guys go on him. And I was a bit bit of thuggery, but they really fired up the team to, you know, ignite the stadium and it just erupted off to that. And they were never going to lose. So I just love that Queensland spirit. It just uh, gives you goosebumps, mate. Just nothing better, I think. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, you know, sitting back by the TV at night time, whether you're having a pie or a steak or a beer or some fish or whatever, you know, it's just a matter of watching and getting glued to the TV to see what's happening because it is a it is a phenomenal game. And the, uh, you know, I don't know about Perth. What do you think? Was Perth a good option for the uh, for the second round? Uh, yeah, well, it just seems to be a good home ground for New South Wales. So, no, no I don't think so. Scrap <laughs> 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 that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't... A bit of a bogey ground. I don't yeah. think so. Look, maybe Melbourne, because you got Melbourne Storm in the NRL, you know. Um, yeah, that's no, true. No one over yeah. in WA, but anyway. Mate, um, yeah, that's right. I want to talk to you about the squid. Um, you know, that, that's something that you've been catching for quite some time. Uh, some big, big ones as well. Tell me about yeah. the, the starting out of catching squid. Someone's listening to this podcast, whatever they're doing, and they're sort of thinking, yeah, I want to have a crack at these things. Uh, they look pretty good. How do you go about it? What sort of gear are we going to start to, to uh, I guess, put together, lace together to go squid yeah. fishing? Do you need a, a bait caster or a big surf rod or give us a drum, mate? What, what, are, we, what are we going to run? Well, very basic, yeah. I mean, from the shoreline, obviously, you can use longer rods, but we're talking about boat-based splitting here, which we do a lot on the broadwater. And just your standard sort of Shimano seven-foot rods with, you know, not too stiff a tip. So um, there's a few models that work really well. But if you go to the shop in, say, Anaconda and you're looking for a rod and reel, just look for a combo of 2,500-size Shimano reel, seven-foot rod with not too uh, stiff a tip because it tends to pull the hooks through the squid if you don't have a bit of bend in it. Mm. And uh, then all you want is your standard sort of, you know, light braid, uh, 10 pounds sort of fluorocarbon leader, 
and a range of squid jigs that'll suit different conditions, which are, so yeah, color-wise obviously varies greatly. You want to sort of have a range of colors from natural to the darker and flashy colors because they are just like fish. There's certain colors that stand out. And uh, For example, just lately I've been using purple colored jigs um, on cloudy days where previously I hadn't done that well on the cloudy days and the purple's just been slaying them. So you learn new things all the time. Mate, you certainly do, and it makes a big difference as well. I know um, there's a variety of jigs that that you run. Um, Do you think it makes a difference from the plastic sort of a jig to the cloth jig? Uh, I personally don't think so for arrow squid. Mm. only thing I like about the cloth squid is I do like spraying a little bit of the squid scent just near the hook end of it to get them sniffing around there. Apparently, they've got a pretty good sense of smell, squid, so... um, I think that doesn't hurt, but otherwise the smooth ones like the uh, Daiwa Emeraldus do have the advantages too where they've got their sort of transparent colours which work well. So there's a, there's a few jigs that I really like and that's up there with my favourites. And then Eco Gears and uh, a few others. But yeah, there's not much difference between them. The main thing is I, I like to use a 3.0 size jig in the broadwater for those faster flowing, deeper water type conditions and a 2.5 if they, the squid are shy and it's a very calm day with not much run. But I've noticed that uh, when you are targeting squid, that size does matter in this case. You yeah. know, um, from your 19s down to your, you know, your 13s to your, your 10s and et cetera and threes, uh, you know, yeah. the big, big heavy ones they run offshore to get down deep and target those huge huge cuttlefish that can be, you know, 20 kilograms and bigger. They're huge. They're massive, big yeah. big things. And obviously you need a bigger jig. But um, in the broadwater, the size three is a good number, uh, which is generally yeah. around that sort of, uh, what are we talking, probably 10 centimetre long jig? Yeah, that's right. It's sort of like your winter whiting sort of size, which I always think that's often what they're sort of chasing. There's so many of them there. That, mm. And I've had live, you know, live winter whiting up Flattered, and that the squid really grabbed them and savaged them. So I just, that really matches too, you know. It makes a big difference, absolutely, mate. What about tide? I mean, tide tide is super dependent on various species. Uh, but talking, say, arrow squid, what do you prefer? Yeah, well, they're definitely visual hunters. So it's, it's, you're running tide. If you can get a running tide through the morning, which is the best period to catch them, I find, then it's definitely the, your best option. But they still, I still can't catch them most of the time. The only time I find it's really quite hard is that last two hours of run out where you get some sort of dirtyish, greeny work coming down the rivers um, and possibly the first hour of the run in when there's not much room. But they do like a little bit of flow and also not too much. So it's sort of that situation where you need that sweet spot um, to really take advantage of getting a, a good number of them in a short time. And if you're in the right place at the right time, then you can really uh, get as many as possible in, in that bite period, which is, again, a bit like fishing, really. Mate, and it is. I, I did a, um, a recent trip up to uh, Redcliffe, and uh, we were fishing in the main channel, run out time, and the rig yeah. was a bit different. I was talking to a good mate of ours, Drew Argus, and Drew was saying, and he catches a lot as well, he said, yeah. make a... Uh, like a brim rig. So you've got your running ball sinker going down to your swivel. 
And then you, yeah, run, right. you run your leader. Instead of putting a single hook on the end, you tie your squid jig to it. He said, you yeah, want to let, then drop it straight over the side on the run-out tide, straight over the side, let it hit the bottom, and then wind it up three turns. So you're sitting basically about a metre and a half off the bottom. And we're fishing in yeah. five metres of water. And yeah. just drifting. We had uh, a bunch of rods out. And, mate, in no time at all, they were bending over. Like Because the arrow squid, as you know, tend to hang in that deeper channel sort of area. And getting a jig, yeah. getting a jig down, if you've got wind or anything like that, can be difficult. So... Yeah, just a normal, and, and that was the first time I've ever come across it, and it worked very well. Yeah, let's try that too. Actually, that's very similar conditions to what we got here. Yeah, and I've had people suggest, "Have you tried Paternoster rigs, which they use wow. uh, down south?" I think, and I thought, "Yeah, that's another option too." Is a sinker on the bottom and two squid jigs above it um, wow. with a bit of leader. So yeah, it's definitely worth a try. Yeah, absolutely, wow. especially when there's a bit of wind, a bit of run, it's a bit hard to get them down there. Absolutely, I must must try that. That's another tip for people to uh, have it to consider as well. I we, think, ne- yeah. we never stop learning, mate. What about the um, the tiger squid, calamari squid? You know that sort of squid. We we tend to get those with the big hoods on them. You know the big flaps down the side, and they are one tasty squid. The you know the rings on those things are quite phenomenally big. Tell me about those, mate. When do we start to see a run of those coming through around the east coast? Oh, beautiful uh, squid, oh. yeah. This time last year, there were some really good ones. And I think, like a lot of them, the season's been delayed by the gigantic amount of rain we had over summer um, sort of run. Um, and I heard a lot of people asking. I said, you know, the first thing you want to look for is you see something on the jeans around Labrador and that during the mornings and someone's been catching them the night before. It's a good sign they're on. And uh, I normally get them on the back of wave break there over the top of the weed beds at high tide and in the little drop-offs next to them at low tide. Um, so I'll often go have a look when I get a chance and throw a squid jig out and bring it in towards the weed beds. And they're very aggressive, fast uh, squid, and you'll see them sort of charge up to it. And if you just pause and let them grab it, they'll grab it and then run quite hard. They're really strong swimming squid. Um, but yeah, they're awesome. Well, they actually pull drag. You know that you, you can yeah. you can hook up on a uh, you know a two two to four kilo outfit and they'll pull drag. They're big, but the, the key to success for people listening to this podcast is not to actually pump and wind the squid. Really, you don't want to get into it, do you? You want to that's you right. Want to, you yeah, want exactly. to really nurse it back. That's it. Real soft hands. The same with arrows. The, the big ones can pull really quite hard, and if you pump and wind and give them that slack. On the downwards motion, you you would drop a lot of them. So I try to keep the line steady and tight. And as soon as they get to the surface, I find they can't fight as much. I sort of keep their head just out of the water a bit so they can't sort of jet backwards too much. And once you've got them coming along, just keep them coming. Don't stop. Don't give them any slack and just slide them straight into the net. Yeah. finds the best way. Oh, you have to. And that's that's the other thing is um, the, the aiming of a squid is dead dick straight into your face. So you've really got to, oh. you know, you, you've got to, because when you've got clients on your boat, particularly with your you know, Gold Coast River charters, is that when they're bringing the squid in, obviously they're bringing it back to the boat. Therefore, the squid is aimed up to someone. Have you ever had that where the squid squirts and just obliterates somebody? Absolutely, and I've taken a photo of them straight afterwards. <laughs> I had a good laugh with them. It's better them than me, but yeah, it's, it's all part of the fun, really. It's harmless fun, and 
told people, yeah, you know, they, they, they've heard about the hype of it and they go, what's the big thing about squid? And uh, I say, oh, you'll see. And straight afterwards, they go, yeah, now I see what you're talking about. They're so exciting. They're fun. They make everyone laugh. Yeah. And they, they taste really good. So there's a bit of a craze for them starting up on the Gold Coast just in recent years, I think. Yeah, mate. We well, I remember growing up here, of course, uh, around a seaway, we'd go out there at high tide, nighttime, spotlight, walk the bank around the rock wall, and you'd see two or three or four of these big calamari tigers with just sitting in those shallows, you know, wow. on top of the rock wall. And, mate, you'd, chat, you'd just catch as many as you needed. And, um, mate, phenomenal, phenomenal way of cleaning them is to, I find, is to put them on ice and don't clean them straight away. What do you do? Yeah, well, um, I haven't taken many home myself because it's always usually clients that get to take them home. So I would, I would like to take them home more. But the last time I did have a tiger, big tiger squid, I just, uh, yeah, I cleaned it like the other straight away. Um, turned it inside out, I think, and um, peeled the skin off and actually barbecued it on grilled it on the barbecue and it was delicious but uh mm. yeah it's not often i get to keep them that's the beauty of uh, of being a skipper unfortunately that's a downside of being a skipper on a boat <laughs> is that everybody pays to come out fishing and either want to release them and uh or b they want to take feet home mate um that's right it is it, it kind of sucks mate um <laughs> t- tell me about the uh like uh, for me is when i when i catch my squid for anyone else out there is don't go home and clean them straight away because they get yeah. They, they get sticky, uh, they get slippery, and they get mm-hmm. um, they get really hard to to rip the skin off. For me, I like to put them in an ice slurry or in a bag in a fridge, and the next morning deal with them. Now, the actual tube yeah. will go white, right? Um, mm. It will go white, and then easy because they're, they're sort of solidified and. You just get your finger underneath the flap on the side there, break the the uh, the, the barrier between the skin and the hood, and then just yeah. rub your finger through that that break, and off comes the skin, off comes the flaps, and you're left with this beautiful white head. I then chop the head off, and then of course I'll uh, turn them inside out and scrape out all the all the guts. If you're going yeah. to just like you know maybe cut them into strips and pineapple them, which we you just scour up and down and across, don't cut all the way through. Yeah. That way it sort of you know curls around. Um, you don't yeah. need to turn them inside out. You just cut the flat or the hood in half or down one side, open up and scrape out the inner piece with that little clear bit of backbone. But Yeah, easy. Mate, they're, they're such an amazing squid. Uh, the colours, the, the vibrancy in their eyes, like they're super intelligent. I mean, really, if they had a thumb, they'd probably rule the world. They are really, yeah, really, that's, really that's clever. Right. <laughs> like octopus, yeah. Exactly. That's there. Have you ever seen that movie? The octopus, uh, which one's that? The, I think it was the Octopus and I or something. No, but there was another good one on Netflix I saw recently that was quite quite fascinating. Where they guys made good friends with the octopus. That was and, the one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but so and that was yeah. South Africa, if I'm correct. Yeah, that's the one. That was, that was really, I thought, really good. Yeah, I uh, liked it. I, you could cry in that, right? I uh, know. And you it was sit sad. there, don't, they don't live that long. <laughs> oh, man, I know, I know, I know. It was yeah. very sad, and uh, that, that poor yeah. human being. Now, I'll tell you what, if anyone out there, make sure you check. I think it's called the squid something, or the octopus something or other, but check it out. It's yeah. really cool. Such a good yeah, show. Yeah, my friend, so, the octopus, or something like that. But, yeah. yeah, it's actually really heartwarming, but sad at the end. Yeah, yeah of abs- course. Absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. the octopus dies, everybody. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> wait. Uh, <laughs> 
the other one I was going to talk to you about is uh, once you've you've got your squid, you've caught them, yeah, you've played them back, you've put them on a nice slurry. Before you get to that level, do you know how to karate chop the squid? Ah, uh, yeah, I do. I do a bit on the boat, and I've got a spike brain spike them as well. But I often find the arrows die that quickly. I just put them straight on the ice slurry sometimes, and they almost mm. die almost instantly. But yeah, the brain, the um. Karate chop definitely works instantly, doesn't it? It it does. So for other people out there, that all you do is you lay the squid down flat on the board, on the on the bait board, or on the side of the boat, whatever, uh, or on a rock, and then just karate chop just behind the eyes, and mm. and nothing too hard that's going to spurt the eyes apart. Just a, a slight little kachow, and that's it. Yeah. And 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 all the colours just take out of Instant. the yeah gone and uh and, then, and he's dead humane yeah, well. yeah it's very yeah, humane so you're straight into the um, ice slurry then uh mate we've, we've caught cleaned killed uh the cooking of them now i know you mentioned barbecue but the calamari rings you get at the seafood shop are always a tasty side option to some fish and chips yeah 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 so i mean is that something you would do do you prefer to do it that way if you're going to you know Knock a squid on the head. Do you like to make sure that they're, you know, they're, the rings are good? Do you put them in milk? Do you recommend milk or, or maybe kiwi fruit? You ever heard of that one? Yeah, I used to do that. I used to do that. Um, and I, yeah, I like sort of um, softening them a bit. But I, nowadays, I don't actually mind at all being quite fresh and uh, firm and almost a bit chewy, almost like a jerky sort of mm. uh, texture to it. But yeah, if someone likes the classic sort of calamari. It's also the way you cook them too, I find. It. If you just cook them long enough and not too long, they don't go too chewy as well. So mm. sometimes you even undercook them slightly, and by the time you actually eat them, they're just, just right. And that, I just that, like that. Yeah, mate, they're, they're beautiful. I mean, uh, we mm. used to do that a lot with octopuses. You'd put some kiwi fruit on top of them, and, and that would yeah. just you know, slow it down. And, and obviously the acid in the fruit would, would break it down. But if you left it in overnight, you'd wake up in the morning oh. with just a slush. Be very disappointed, yeah. Absolutely. I did that one, yes. one time. Oh, you did that? Did that one? I forgot about it. I think, yeah. I put it in the fridge. I forgot about it. The next morning, I was like, oh no, yeah. ruined yeah. it. Yeah, I never yeah. did it again. You can make like uh, a milkshake out of it and chuck it in like a bowl. <laughs> I don't know how that would go. <laughs> Give it to <a> missus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a good <laughs> thing. I know you're gonna go down too well. Hey, honey, I've got a vanilla shake for you. <laughs> yeah, some, lots of vanilla too. That my Pour a bottle in. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. something for people out there wanting to tenderize them. Yes, you can use a mallet. You can use a tenderizer. I would not. Yeah. I would uh, just put a oh, milk's always a good thing. Put them in milk for half an hour, and that'll yeah. just just slow it down a bit, and of course just break down the um, whether it's a protein, whatever it is, an actual uh, in the flesh of the uh, of the squid hood. And it yeah. becomes a lot more uh, softer when you are cooking it. And make sure you have a hot pan or hot oil if you are going to do it. Don't just let it soak in the oil. Make sure it's uh, it's in there, That's right. in and out pretty exactly. quick. Yeah, it's Greek style, I reckon, is as good as anything. Mate, the last, the, the last thing I want to talk to you about is for people, uh, you know, obviously colder water you get a lot. Even in warm water you get a few tiger squid. But, yeah. you know, it, it's that... Um, it's the colder water there we get, and obviously that uh, temp- cooler temperate waters that we are, obviously, and then heading further south from the, you know Queensland, New South Wales, 
down to Victoria, Hobart, Tassie, around to the WA coast. Mate, lots of squid there. What are people going to look for to target them? Do they need rock walls? Do they need channel? Do they need weed beds? What's the, what's the deal? Yeah, it depends where you fish. I know in Morton Bay around Peel Island sort of thing, there's shallow reefs there, and they're very, very shallow water. So there's that structure always that they sort of camouflaged amongst, you know, hide like in the broad of the arrow squid sort of merge to the same colour as the sand. So it's all about blending in with their surroundings and then being able to target prey and shoot out and grab things. So wherever it is, I find around here, the, the tiger squid are around the weed beds a lot, edge of the dark weed beds, and the arrow squid over the, the open sand for me, the deeper holes, sandy areas. So it's just the local structure really that they blend in with to, to uh, find their food because they only live for a year, so they haven't got time to muck around. They've got to find food, yep. breed once, and then die. Wow, what a miserable life, mate! Uh, and, and you know, and the is, we we God, we don't know how good we've got it, really, do we, Clint? When you start oh, thinking that's about right. it, it makes me appreciate things. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! As we order up a six-ring calamari at the local fish and chip yeah. shop, what, what, what's that poor thing been Delicious. through? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely terrible. Hey, mate, we're going to wrap it up there, but thanks very much for your time. You're coming up to the Gold Coast, Gold Coast River Charters. Look him up there, Clint Ansel. Jump online, book him direct, and of course you'll get up there and have a blast. Not only just on squid, but every other, of course, scaled species we have in our neck of the woods. This bloke knows where to find them. That's Clint Ansel, mate. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thanks, mate. Good, good on you, buddy. Take care. That's uh, Clint Ansel. That's another Step Outside podcast, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed it. And, of course, if you're going out there squid fishing, do the right thing. Make sure that you kill them humanely, put them on ice, and then, of course, clean them up the next day. And have a lot of fun. And remember, if you've got a mate beside you, just aim your rod tip in front of him. And as that squid comes in, (laughs) man, I'll tell you what, he won't be your mate for much longer. We'll see you next time. Of course, more here on the Step Outside podcast and, of course, Step Outside every day of the week, Monday through to the following Sunday. New apps being dropped on Sunday on 7 May. Thank you for listening. Boom.